Earlier today, the B.C. Coroner's Service released some new numbers showing there were 247 deaths of individuals experiencing homelessness reported in 2021, saying that that's a 75% increase over the lives lost in 2020. Chief Coroner Lisa LaPointe saying this report reflects the risks and realities that people experiencing homeless face every day. Well, joining us to talk a bit more about these numbers is Sarah Blythe. She is with the uh, an advocate for the downtown east side also executive director of the overdose prevention society sarah thank you so much for being with us yeah thank you thanks for having me well when we look at these numbers and i know this the this report looks at at the cause of deaths as well it shows that uh, that individuals between 30 and 59 years old accounted for uh, 72% of the deaths and uh, then it it looks at the illicit drug toxicity that's causing these deaths as well and other and other reasons for this but what is your response when when you see and hear this number well it's not really shocking because i i unfortunately i see you know i live in the downtown east side and i also work in the downtown east side so i see a lot of people that have died on the street so um you know after they died or or um I've seen a lot of overdoses and I also hear ambulances going 24 hours a day. So, um, and it's been a lot more than lately and the toxic drug supply with both benzos and fentanyl is extremely toxic and very easy for people to die. And it's, um, basically the majority of what people are using right now. So it's a really toxic time. And, uh, and it's just, it just makes me so sad because we've seen so many people, lost and i it just makes me sick just to even like you know even just to talk about this again and again and again and it's terrible well and, and that's the thing isn't it that we're talking about this today and in this report it says that what was the number that 93 percent of the accidental deaths among people experiencing homelessness were identified as being caused by the illicit drug supply that is a, a huge yeah. huge number what what could we start doing or or do different do you think to to try and stop this well, we, we honestly need to replace the toxic drug supply and really help people who are using drugs to get onto something that is either prescribed or, or something that they know what it is and what, what they're t- exactly what they're taking. Because it's really the only way to, to get existing drug users um, uh, that, that are not, have no plans to stop uh, right now, uh, into a situation where they're not taking, you know, they're not by mistake taking something that will kill them. And so, you know, it's just, and it's terrible because uh, some of the drugs with benzos in them, they they have people so that they're basically unconscious for a few days in some cases, and all kinds of terrible things happen to women, and and it's just, um, you know, people don't really even know what they're doing, and they lose everything, and. It's just, and I see people in in that state, and it's terrible. It's, um, you know, and and I just feel, um, you know, as a person in the downtown east side working uh, with people, I just feel so hope. You know, it feels hopeless sometimes um, that we're just not doing enough. Um, that we need to uh, push for more safe supply programs for people. 
When we look at these numbers as well, on the one hand, we often hear that we are losing people to illicit drugs, uh, drug toxicity, because they're using alone in their homes. But then this report yeah. looks at people who aren't, who don't have homes, people who are uh, either mm-hmm. living on the street, living in a tent city, living in a vehicle. Yeah. Uh, it, it's which we're often told too that for for that particular reason can be safer because there are people around you. Not that that's uh, the, the preferred living situation, but but it, are there things that we could be doing as well for people that don't have homes to at least keep them safe from this? Well, I mean, maybe it's we don't have a 24-hour overdose prevention site right now, so maybe we need to start looking at that. But at the end of the day, what we really need is for people to have access to something that's not going to kill them. Um, it's just really the only way to make a huge impact Uh, just that people know what they're taking and how much they're taking of it. It's really um, people taking cocaine and thinking that they're taking cocaine and then it ends up having fentanyl in it and they don't use fentanyl very often and they do that alone. Um, They might even do it on the street. And there's a lot of people uh, in really, really risky situations because of the benzos. Um, People uh, look like they might have, you know, be sleeping or, um, you know, that they've taken, you know, that, it's just it's so easy, much easier to die right now because of the drug combinations than it ever has been. <clears throat> it's just it's just terrible. So really, I mean, that like uh, making sure that people can use where people are paying attention to them. So making sure that they know, you know, they can check their pulses and, and they're watching them to make sure that they're OK and can deal with overdoses right away or, you um, uh, making sure that they have access to safe supply through their clinics, through their doctors, um, through programs like SAFER and and some of the other programs that are, are starting to become more available for people so that they can get something that's safe that they can use and that, that will help. And, uh, and, and only at that point, people can start building back their lives um, in the way that they, you know, that, it's, that they can live a better life. And, uh, and and a lot of problems that people are facing are it's because of the drug toxicity crisis. All right. Well, Sarah, we'll leave it there for today. But thank you so much yeah. for joining us to talk more no about problem. this. We'll talk to you again okay. soon. Okay. Take care. Bye.